Welcome back to Toys on Tap. This week we bring on Swedish Made, an incredible artist who's just under a year of making toys. Makes toys that he has a connection to, makes toys that he knows people will love. Tables at conventions already, and is just headed on an incredible toy making path. If you want more Toys on Tap, you can follow on all socials at Toys on Tap. If you want to support the podcast, you can like, subscribe, rate, review. If you want even more Toys on Tap, we have the Nitty Gritty, an extra 20 to 30 minutes with each artist that comes on on the Patreon. For $3, you can get access to more time with more artists. Now let's get to this episode of Toys on Tap. So pumped, so pumped. Uh, I realized today that you've only been doing this for less than a year. That was your first post. Is that real? So you know what's really funny is that I assumed that that was going to be brought up or you were going to ask me how long I've been doing this. So I had to look up when my first post was to double check. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I, it's, I think it was in March of, of uh, last year. So a little less than a year. 44 weeks ago. I do deep dives. Yeah, that's it's crazy to think that that mug are are those stickers or is that like a Lay's brand mug? Oh, no, yeah, that's legit. That's uh, I got it at Goodwill. I'm 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 a sucker for for old like retro cups. Look at this, too. You'll love this. Hang on. Oh, here we go. That's a coffee cup. Oh, is that like an old uh, Batman one? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one with Batman. It's got his like battering kind of whipping around the handle there. Ooh, good it's stuff, so man. sick. Those are the old McDonald's ones, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got them all. All those, they had the Flintstones ones as well. Of course, I've got them, too. Yeah. Dude, We I finally had a uh, Toys on Tap mug made because it was like, yes. we're three years into this. Let's get a mug so I look professional. Right, right, right. That's like um, that's like basic merch. Wait, can we cuss? We get a cuss? You can cuss as much as you want. All right. Basic merch shit. Yeah. I love, I love it, though. It's good. Absolutely. I, you know, I was pumped to get you on because before I even knew anything about you as a toy maker, like I let you can see on this wall right behind me. This is all my Ninja Turtle like boots from different countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you made a version of that. And it's uh, so I don't love like exact copies of Ninja Turtle, like when indie artists do that. Um, Totally. But when you made your take on it, I was yeah. all about it and had to buy a full set. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And the intent was to hopefully have everybody want to buy the full set and have uh, have all four of them. So yeah. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you got them all. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it today. We're for sure going to talk oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll get into that. But before we do anything, tell us who you are, what you do. Yeah, uh, I'm Swedish made. Uh, my real name is Aaron Gaston. I am from a little town in Michigan called Dundee. Um, it's just slightly south of Ann Arbor, which is where U of M is, if uh, anybody knows the area at all. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been doing this for less than a year. Um, before this, I was primarily uh, a glass blower, and um, I'm a co-owner of a horror shop in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, called The Horror House. Um, I'm sure that some of your listeners have, have heard of us before. Um, I, I saw you smile and that, yeah, the name, the name that was on purpose for sure. Right. right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I got my, my start, um, kind of 
delving into like the more artistic side of things um yeah through glass blowing and doing um horror conventions that's where i met my both of my business partners and i still um hit those pretty hard today um i uh, i listened to uh, one of your the episodes of your podcast just before this we had toys alive on i think it was one of the it might have been one of the earlier yeah, ones yeah brian yeah, yeah, he seems like a good dude. Very, very well spoken. So yeah. I was like, oh man, maybe I should have tried to look up like a a shittier guest, so I wasn't so nervous about how I looked before I came on. Totally kidding, totally kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you. Uh, what, oh God, what the hell was I just about to get into? I already Either have way, questions um, for you. So yeah, please, please get it. Yeah, yeah go ready. for it. Shoot, shoot. The shoot. fact that you started with glass blowing. I only know one other person that started that's in toys that started with glass. And it's insane. Like I, I love watching. There's a um, a Netflix show all about uh, this. Yeah. Like, what's it called? Uh, Blown away. There we go. And, and we yeah, watched yeah. both seasons. They're so sick. Um, I and this part may get cut out depending on if you want to keep the idea or not. I've wanted to see someone do a glass action figure in a glass blister on a glass backer. Ooh, shit. Okay, so. I feel like those things are doable. I think that, man, you might have to talk to a better glass artist than me, though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's very cool. I think, yeah. especially doing a glass figure that or a figure that's glass, I think is is a really cool idea. Um, and the blister might give you a little bit of problems, though, because it's like a perfect square. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd have to be like pretty perfect for sure. Um, I did. So, uh, last year I did a, um, a, a glass centric event. It's, uh, it's all of the arts, but definitely geared towards, uh, people that, that collect glass. It's called the Michigan glass project. I met a couple of, um, artists there that saw some of my work and, um, wanted to commission me to do, um, essentially like, like some resin recreations of some of their glass sculptures, which I feel like, might be a little bit more in my wheelhouse as far yeah. as uh what like my capabilities are i i mean i i have been blowing glass for about eight years but i was very focused on making jewelry the whole time so i know some people like in blown away it's uh it's soft glass but they're making you know large glass sculptures and things like that what i was doing was much smaller scale i had a torch and a very small kiln that i worked on but um i at the time um had my son that I started my son was rel was relatively young and so I for you know whatever reason decided that instead of making pipes which is what most people that um yeah make glass that's usually what they what they go towards in the beginning I decided I kind of wanted to try to make my name or a name for myself doing something else so I just stuck with mostly pendants and earrings and things like that so um it actually did work out pretty well um uh, moving into making toys because i do feel what was the glass artist that you said uh that you mentioned josh, i didn't even catch, catch their name josh hoagland he did okay. um blister. empire blisters specializing in action figure blisters 19 different styles two, two sizes of clamshell figure cases four, four different bulk pack options quantities of 100, 100 sample packs available empire blisters now functions toys on tap that means a 10% off coupon on checkout use code toys on tap 10 that's t-o-y-s-o-n-t-a-p one zero empire 
man, what are those uh, mosaic stuff? And he like helped get those going, and he knows how to do glass work. It's pretty oh, insane. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to look him up because I'm I don't I'm not a privy to any of his work. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so um, one of the the more like exciting projects that I ended up um making last year it was my first time kind of mixing my glass blowing and bootleg uh toy making and i released it right around when the barbie movie came out mm-hmm. um but uh it was the uh bong hit barbie it was like a stoner starter set so essentially and like i you'll see with a lot of my work too i've i'm starting to kind of gear towards making these like accessory sets and i don't know if that's like the little kid in me that just likes like ha- the you know those action figures that that come with all the bells and whistles mm-hmm. right like i love being able to customize them all that kind of stuff so i feel like maybe that's the reason why i kind of lean towards that it also could be because it's really easy to just kind of lose yourself online looking at like various websites trying to find like cool dollhouse things or like yeah. small stuff that will like fit the bill you know what i'm saying yeah but, um the uh my my bong at barbie set ended up being one that i mean I would assume because of the movie, the popularity was was fairly good online. But yeah, it was probably the, the more it was the most popular drop that I've had other than um, sloppy steaks, which we'll get into. Later. Do you watch? I think you should leave. I do not. We're going to have to get into this later. We'll, okay. we'll stick with Bong at Barbie for now. Well, but, we might um, save that for the nitty gritty. You have a whole. Yeah. 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 Ever, yeah. Um, what's interesting about. So I love Barbie stuff. I yeah. um, have worked with the Barbie Liberation Organization. Okay. Uh, which is such a fun. You have to tell me what that is. Oh, this I'm so happy you don't know. My favorite thing no. is telling people about what it is when they have no idea. So the Barbie Liberation Organization in 1993, this guy named Igor Vamos gets a group of people together. Um, there is a teen talk Barbie that says uh, math is hard. And they were like, come on, why? Why are we doing this to young girls? And then there was a Duke Hazard doll that also had a talk box in it. They would buy okay. both of them, commit surgery, switch the talk boxes, out. and then give them back to the stores so that people would buy them and they would get home and Barbie would be like, let's blow them to smithereens. It was so sick. Dude, that is like, that's art, right? Yeah. Like, that is like, that's art. That's some like, some like Banksy shit, right? Because like, who, yeah. who knows who's doing it, right? That's so cool. And they did it. I, I got to interview them. They were on the podcast and we hung out for a little bit when they were in town and, uh, they just did another one that Mattel went nuts because they uh, did one. But they're still they still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. When you said that they it like started in '93, yeah. I just assumed that this was something that doesn't happen anymore. Wow, that is like the coolest freaking thing. So, so you're you're are you a member? How does this work? How do I get in? Uh, I, I can just send you stuff and it's like we whenever they need someone to talk to to get more stuff out or if they need stuff done I'm just here to help so they like I save all the press releases that they like the most recent one they had was uh over summer at, right as the Barbie movie was coming out and it was this like Barbie hoax at all these posts like they're so good at fooling the media it's incredible yeah oh I love that that is yeah. so freaking cool yeah, super sick. Um, but we, I gotta know, like I asked you when you were coming on, um, what time zone it like you were in because your name is Swedish made. Yeah, where's where's that name coming from? 
So I feel like this this might be like the the like artsy side of me trying to like delve into like a deeper meaning behind a name, like how you know S- Swedish made things are maybe of a of a higher quality. Okay. And uh, but really, I think what it comes down to is I like Austin Powers maybe too much and the Swedish made penis enlarger is kind yep. of what, what, what came to mind. And I didn't want to get too crazy with the name, but I think that, and my, my love for disc golf, I'm not sure if you, uh, if you're aware that, okay. Yeah. Some people don't even know that that's like a thing. I love it. I'm like absolutely addicted to it. And, uh, I was, this is like kind of early on into me starting to make t- toys before I'd even really decided on a name. And I was tossing a couple around and, uh, I looked at the bottom of one of my discs and it said Swedish made. So, uh, or I, I don't know it, uh, that combined with the fact that I really, I mean, I'm bootlegging things, right. I'm ripping things off. So it's really, it was really easy for me to kind of just take the Swedish fish logo and, uh, yeah. Push the letters up and make it into, you know, make it into say Swedish made, but yeah, I, it's so funny, man. I just did an event. Uh, this past weekend uh it was an oddities event so okay so this is kind of something else that i think you'll realize that i am so like not up on the toy world very much i heard you guys talking about i think it's called decon right mm-hmm. so, yeah i like that was listening to your podcast just a little bit ago was the first time i had ever heard of it so okay. this will be this will be super interesting i think getting my maybe my perspective from it because like i come from the con world but just the the horror con world yeah so this 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 kind of particular was a was a, a oddities in a in a horror convention and the whole weekend i had people asking me if i was swedish and it's my brain kind of goes crazy with like like you know jokes things to throw people off and confuse them and so like you know in some instances i'll be like no why do you ask or tell be like no i'm french and then just kind of like leave it there um maybe make like a circumcision a circumcision joke like no i'm actually i actually am circumcised so not yeah not the case but uh but yeah truly man it's just uh i think it was like a an austin powersy thing that i i then kind of tied into this disc golf thing and uh you know i just rolled with it i like it dude it's so good it threw me off because it was like um there's a tendency to in the toy world to like appropriate some brand in Swedish fish, right. obviously. And then, uh, but I couldn't tell which way you were going with it. So it was like, man, right. if he's in the UK, like I need to figure out, or like in Europe, I need to figure all that out, but I'm glad that right. there's different meaning behind it. that gives it a little more umph. For sure. For sure. Dude. I'm sure it confused you as well. Cause my last name's Gaston and like, that's very, like very French. So you're yeah. like, he, maybe he's somewhere in, in Europe or, or, or something like that. But uh, yeah. no, no, that's, uh, that's truly, that's truly it, man. I feel like it was just my attempt at maybe trying to be slightly artsy. Well, that grab at like everybody, the brand association, man, people see that and they're like, Oh man, I love, so I love Swedish fish. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. circle. I got a couple questions. We're going to circle around because to say the phrase, like I'm not up on the, like the toy world, but to be in the toy world is a crazy yeah. statement. And so we're going to get there, but walk yeah. me all the way back. You're a kid. What toys you growing up with? What are the ones you had yeah. the most of? Let's hear it. For sure. So like I snagged like an array from the house just to kind of like, so I had some examples. And uh, also I think you'll, 
also see this about me or you know throughout throughout the podcast is that my like crippling ADD will just shoot me from one yeah. uh, subject to the next. So I promise, other than the fact that I also indulge in um, in in the in the medicinal marijuanas, there you so go. I feel like between between my ADD and that, it's uh, I'm all over the fucking place, yeah. man. But uh, but yeah, so I feel like growing up. Um, the toys that I was the most into for sure. I I'm in love with trolls, the troll dolls. Yep. I have always been in love with troll dolls. I, uh, I've got, I'm going through now on eBay and kind of get recollecting all of the ones that I had. I mean, as, as we all do. Right. So the, uh, the battle trolls series are like next level. I don't know if you remember them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've got, uh, here, just as, as an example. Oh, they're good. These these are like this is some next level stuff here. But then I can remember getting these particular ones. I want to make sure I get the right ones out. Because me and my brothers each had a particular troll troll. Oh, this was the stone was protectors. My, uh, yeah, man. These ones, this was my brother Josh. I remember this was Caleb. And then this one was this one was mine. Yeah. <laughs> we we each got our own uh our our own uh our own our own yeah uh stone protectors so yeah i don't know between uh between trolls and uh mighty max i feel like mm. those are the two that that come to mind immediately that i can remember collecting as a kid other yeah. ones were just like I got stuff for Christmas or I would maybe ask my grandmother for one in the store and i was never like a me getting into collecting that whole line but those i from from childhood absolutely loved mighty yeah. max and trolls i gotta say so trolls i never had uh my sister had them all um yeah. and uh but i like they were always played with by me like because sure. trolls don't really fit in with a lot of toys but if you have like a hodgepodge of toys they fit perfectly Oh, yeah, absolutely. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh, my. We're doomed. Wait. Salvation. Hooray. We're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Uh, I didn't have stone protectors because it's such a small like brand or small run that I never uh, had concept of it. But uh, Mighty Max, I had a lot of. And this is an unpopular opinion. And I want to get your take on it. I think Mighty Max is one of the worst toys ever created. Very cool to collect. But like, right, right, you can't play with it. Right. So very hard to play with. So yeah. The thing that I feel like I did the most with them when I was a kid, and I don't know, I guess I haven't talked to too many other people about this to to get their take. I would like, so on my bed, like I like a headboard, and this is probably the reason why I've got all of my Mighty Max, like the the actual like outsides, but none of the insides yep. and the little guys, is because I would set them up and then have the guys like set up you know throughout the mighty max like you know universe that's uh that's being created and 
anytime I would climb, you know, the bunk bed or get into bed, stuff would fall off. Yep. Them, and it was like incredibly frustrating. So yeah, I, um, they are really hard to play with, yeah. but I feel like, yeah, you know, I, the, I, yeah. Miniature stuff is like my, th- I just love miniature shit. Yeah. So that, and that's from, from, from childhood. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I get that. It was, I can't tell if it was a response to, or like, uh, they just saw what was coming. Cause Holly it's Pocket. a, yeah. And so yeah. they made the, the boy version, the game. I had the game on Sega. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun oh, game. Please tell me you watched the show. I never. So that's, the problem with some of the toys I had as a kid, like Cowboys of Moon Mesa, love them, still own them. They're so good. I, nobody knows about Cowboys of Moon Mesa. It's my favorite. And so, yes, it's that, so good. Street Sharks, I have those. Yes. Um, Mighty Max, I don't have any of those. These toys, like I loved them. I couldn't tell you what the show was about. I never watched them. Really? Yeah, that is that is so I mean, I, and I, this is not like new information to you, but I yeah. feel like the whole reason these shows were created were to sell the hell out of these toys. That's really crazy. Yeah. Would you guys just not have cable? No, we did. That's the crazy thing. I was just stuck on like X-Men, Batman. Uh, oh, I was, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gargoyles was huge for me. Oh, my God. Gargoyles. Yeah, they're they're redoing that. Right. That's about to yeah. be a thing. So yeah, I had that's great. All the gargoyles, like I had all these different mm-hmm. toys. Oh yeah, for um, sure we had them too. Yeah, yeah. But I, you um, did watch gargoyles though. You watched the show so much. Even now, I'll still oh. watch it. Yeah. Okay, great, great, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, but they're like the TV. I don't know. They all the shows and stuff. They had short runs, anyways. So mm-hmm. and then they weren't. Those weren't the most popular, so they weren't doing reruns. Right. So like the Batman animated series. It was just blowing up reruns all the time. So I saw it. Yeah. So uh, that's the hard like and then going back um, because I didn't watch it as a kid. I don't have the nostalgia Mm -hmm. factor. So the show kind of sucks for me. Yeah, I that um, that same uh, like those that same school school of thought uh, it goes into a horror as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You cannot. It is really hard to watch a super old horror film that you didn't grow up watching mm-hmm. and have an appreciation for it you know yeah. what I'm saying? like i'm not sure if you're into horror at all but a little bit my wife crazy but yeah. i yeah i'm touch and go yeah yeah for sure well that'll be for another time we'll stick yeah. with toys well i mean horror like that fits in because there's stuff i have something behind me that i think fits into that purpose but like I think um, I get what you're saying. She, I had never grown up watching, like I never saw the blob. I never saw the birds. And then right. I saw them, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I was like, what do we want? Like, why, why would we watch this? Yeah. Yeah. So. I, uh, I totally, I totally get it. There's some that break that mold. I just recently went through and watched um, all the Texas chainsaw Massacres with my yeah. kid. Cause we were working on a cosplay for a, uh, for a, a con that we were going to do and man the first and the second texas chainsaw films are like probably two of the best poor yeah. films that exist man i absolutely love those two movies especially the second one it's so good i never grew up on the good ones like there's good horror movies for sure um right i grew up on the ones that were so stupid like i watched every leprechaun it was they were crazy and as a kid it was like Dude. Let's put this on. I grew up on Chucky. Yep. I did all the Scream movies. Um, yep. When it starts to get into like 
for me, horror movies kind of, uh, there's a line that separates it. My wife, she'll mm-hmm. watch all of them, every one of them. Once it starts getting into like spiritual stuff, I'm, yeah. I'm out. I can't do it. It freaks me out. Fully get it. It's yeah. the, I love watching Exorcist movies because they are the only ones that truly scare me and get under my skin. But it's right. because it's within that realm of possibility that like this maybe could happen. I don't know. Well, for so for me, uh, there was a podcast called um, Supernatural with Ashley Flowers. And okay. I like I love listening to those stories, but watching it makes it weird for me. So uh, she had a bunch of stories about um, well-documented exorcisms and stuff. And yeah. she would read them. And I'm like, there was one uh-huh. night I was out walking. It was like, I don't know, 11 p.m. I was just going for a walk. And I was listening to it, looking over my shoulder as yeah, if it's yourself. right there. Yeah, it, I hate it. For sure. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I, I love that, dude. I live for that stuff. That's so great. Makes me feel like a kid. Because I feel like those are the feelings I had when I watched scary movies as a kid. I can remember, you know, uh, going in on Fridays. It was $5. Five movies, five bucks, and my yep. brothers and I would go straight to the horror section. Each we, I had three brothers, so we would each pick out one, and then we, you know, get to decide all you know uh, together on another one. And it was always, always horror films, man. Yeah, man, man, man. So you art. At what point does art kind of creep into this life of yours, right? So we got toys when you're right. younger. We got the horror stuff. Where does art kind of start to seep into those veins? Yeah, I feel like very early on, my my mother was uh, very much into art. I yeah, I like I just mentioned my three brother. I have three brothers, and none of them are, uh, or two of them are not artistic. My 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 other brother, my youngest one, um, he and I started a uh, a business together called Plug Ugly. He goes he goes mm-hmm. by um, Ugly Kids Club now, um, but he's uh, it's, it's mostly horror merch. But uh, that was kind of like my first um, huge dive into like um the con side but also like really flexing my artistic muscles as an adult mm-hmm. um I, I feel like there was like a pretty big uh time frame where i just like really wasn't doing anything i got a normal job i was in the air force for like four years which was like you know just a little little stepping stone to get to get everything going yeah and then um you know i had to do the whole big boy thing and have a have a normal job until i um started this thing with my brother and then started glass blowing and we kind of just like really hard we're like you know we're gonna hit these uh art fairs and conventions because i really wasn't wanting to work for anybody so i feel like the art thing maybe came slightly out of necessity strangely Mm. um uh but yeah the um i mentioned uh doing a show earlier called the michigan glass project that i went maybe nine years ago um, to the first one, and it was I was watching all of these glass artists work together uh, over you know three days to make uh, glass art that like blew my mind. And I took a uh, class the next summer, and then took another one a few months later, and was pretty addicted to that for um, for a while. And yeah. um, that I you know got, did me pretty well for five or six years. Um, you know after I had kind of started hitting the circuit pretty well and made a little bit of a name for myself, um, in the local, in the local area. So that, you know, that, that got me by. And I, you know, I truly feel like I moved into the, or wanted to move into the, um, you know, the bootleg or the, the toy world, because I saw for one, um, a buddy of mine, um, he goes by, 
bootleg as fuck toys. He is truly the reason why I I started in the first place. I watched him come up with a million different ideas. Um, you know what he does, I feel like is it, it sets him apart um, slightly because he specifically will um, go to horror conventions, look up what the celebrity uh, guest list is, mm-hmm. watch whatever movie they're in, and then come up with relatively cheap ideas for bootleg toys Mm -hmm. to be able to make and make at a really low price so people are able to buy them and then afford to take those and get them signed by the celebrities that are there Mm. which is cool coming from somebody again you know in the in the horror con world dude you the you will see lines wrapped around buildings for what for to get for for a person to get a an autograph from someone. It's it's yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. And I feel like normally you'll they'll have an eight by ten or a, a series of eight by tens on the table. You could just select one of those and then have them sign it. And that's that's really cool. But for some reason, it just that is it was just the coolest thing to me that he got to sit there and just come up with all these nuts ideas and yeah. make cheap little toys for people to buy and you know hearing every like they people crack up a lot of them end up being kind of funny and mm-hmm. i feel like that's very easy to kind of lean you know towards the comedy when when bootleg toy making you either i feel like it's either the nostalgia or the comedy or both you know super yeah. super easy to go with which those are the two that i absolutely lean towards as well but um yeah watching him being able to to um, sell as many bootlegs as he does in a weekend. I was like, I, I kind of want a little bit of a piece of that. Yeah. All, so that's what gave me the idea, but I did not, he's a, he's a friend of mine. So I did not want to uh, bite any of his stuff. And I didn't want to affect his like overall sales because truthfully we'll set up right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, kind of like he's, he got me into it and he's like raising his competition up, you know, essentially because we're yeah. like literally right there. But so I, I decided I wanted to lean more uh, towards doing stuff that maybe took a little bit more time and work. And then maybe I could charge a little bit more than he was, you know, he does his, his uh, bootlegs for 10 to $15, which is like, to me, I'm like, wow, that's freaking cr-. like yeah. after the backer and, the blister and whatever you stick in there that doesn't leave that much on the bone but this man cranks them out you know and he'll sell you know long boxes you know three four of them in a weekend and i'm like okay let's do this you, yeah 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 there's a you know those cons I, I like designer cons the only one that i've gone to um but I, like hearing about all these different cons that exist is crazy um there's a guy that goes by texas t customs he kind yeah. of does that too. He'll make um, an action figure of whatever character they played in a movie, and then he'll take, that. but he'll take that up to him. But he doesn't sell them yeah. off like. No, no, no. He's just yeah. like it's like a gift. Ah, yeah. see, that's really cool. Yeah, and he and Josh, uh, my my buddy who does it, he absolutely does do that. He gifts it to them, but I think it's also he's tr- he's hoping that he's gonna give him one and then get him to sign another one in return. Yeah. Type of thing. He's like, "Come on, man, give me that, give me that yeah. free autograph." That's what we're all in it for. That's uh, <laughs> but, no, but uh, and here's the thing too is that here you know, the best part is is that at the end of the weekend, anything that he has left over, yeah, he just go he just goes up to whoever the celebrity is and he's like, "Hey, so like, have you been seeing people?" 
bring these through and they're like, oh my God, this is your stuff. And he just sells the rest off to them. And then they can sell that at their table. It's freaking genius. Got a great business model. Yeah. Yeah. He kills it, dude. It's nuts. Dude, there was um at the at Designer Con, they brought in the guy. Have you ever seen the show The Boys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah they brought in uh, A Train was there. And then uh Corey Feldman was there from the Goonies. Of course. Yeah. Um, Corey's a weird guy. Like just seeing him interact at the booth was weird. Um, I didn't go up to either one because I just I don't have things for them to sign, but um it was so weird watching him interact with people on such like he just seems like the world is fuzzy to him. Dude, that is one of those uh uh he, perception is reality. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he exists in his world, dude. He is a big star to Corey Feldman. Yeah. And I think to all those angels that dance on on stage with him too. I don't know if you've ever seen him perform. I watched yeah. him perform at Riot, at Riot Fest last year. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's something. The, I think that's the word. <laughs> yeah i it's it's crazy because i like he's not an actor that i grew up watching i saw the goonies and that was it see so he very much is an actor like lost i mean i could go on lost boys though like yeah uh, stand by me you you gotta love stand by me i didn't ever see it it's the one where they like are walking along the train and all that stuff right Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. He gets it. it, it you know, the, it gets pretty deep, though, man. I don't know. You, you, might, you might want to give that one a look. <sighs> I don't think that that that's not one of those ones that you need to have watched it when you were a kid to appreciate. That's just all around a good ass movie. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. For sure, for sure. Um, when so you're kind of dabbling in that. Do you have an art school background? Do you have art like you you found the glass blowing? You found um like the, your friend that's doing the figures, and you're kind of yeah. dabbling in all these. Where's this art kit coming from? Yeah, I don't. Um, I've since I was little, I've always been a very eccentric person. Yeah, wearing uh bright clothes. I I've had a massive afro for a while when I was like sixteen to like. 18 try i mean like i i try to stick out i feel like with some artists or most artists that's what we're really trying to do we're trying to be you know seen by people we want to be able to do what we want to do and do our own thing and and, you know have a like a certain level of respect and be like i guess known for for that so i feel like doing um doing conventions really gave me that bug You, you know it's there's something to be said for sitting there for three days and then having, yeah. you know, person after person come up to you and tell you how, how awesome you are or how much they like your work or like, I don't know, man, you leave with this massive head and this like huge boost of confidence. Like, and then it's like, it's, it's like a bug. Like as soon as you get that, you want it, you want more of it and you want to make cooler and better stuff. And yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like the, um, the art thing has always been in me. I've always been, like I said, always been kind of like a bit of a weirdo. I think it's just been, I, it was kind of just waiting for an opportunity to come around, to come along for me to like kind of jump on it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. with the, with the, with the glass and not that there's not plenty of bootleg toy makers at this point. Cause that is, you know, there's, there's more of us now, I think, you mm-hmm. know, obviously more of us now than there, than there ever has been. But with, with glass art, it felt like it was going to be almost impossible for me to make any sort of a name for myself because in that world, there's just, there was so many people. So, yeah. Um, I think the, 
you know, after I did the first couple of, of bootlegs and I, and I, and I released them and I started to get the same compliments that I was getting from, you know, people that appreciated my glass, I was like, Oh yeah, I could, I could do this. This is going to be, this is going to be something that lasts for a while. Yeah. What's great. I think the glass blowing or glass, any kind, any kind of glass work is probably tough to break into because it's burning around forever. Like right. we, yeah. uh, the first figure that I can track down that was sold is like a resin figure. The way that we would make them is 1989. I can't track down anything really before that. So we're not right. too far not into this. That old. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to uh, like miss misspeak, but yeah, when you talk about how old the uh, glass art is, man, we're talking like hundreds and hundreds of years. So yeah, realistically, man, people have been doing it for a lot longer. So I guess it would be harder to, to kind of like, you know, break out or whatever. Yeah. Also, that's just like, I feel like the, the learning curve for that stuff is, is crazy, man. You have to constantly be blowing glass to get better. And I think I was at the point where I've got my hand in like, like, five or six little things right so i never like really like committed to just doing that one thing and i yeah. you know maybe if i did that things would have been a little bit different but at this point i'm like really glad that i have you know taken the path that i that i have because i um i'm i'm in love with making with making toys and and making bootlegs and things like that so it's like yeah and uh i'm i'm hoping that the the you know, the, the notoriety that I was, I felt like I wasn't able to get from glass blowing. I feel like, you know, maybe at some point in the future with bootlegging that could happen. And that, yeah. I feel like for, for me, just that I can wrap my mind around that. That's something that I, I'm like, I feel like I can make that possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think toys, it's such a dope way to like, make a name for yourself in art. Like there's so many things you can do with it. Um, I think that's the cool thing about the podcast is it started out as like just resin artists and then it went to Safubi and now vinyl toys, designer toys. Right. Like we're everywhere um, because there's so much art in all of these. And so it's really there cool is. to see it. You, you are, you are an artist as well, right? Like you, cause I, I tried, yeah. I was going through your, your Instagram a little bit and I've, I notice you really have a heavy focus on making sure that you showcase a lot of other people. And I wasn't just through cooking that little, this little bit, I wasn't able to find any of your stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, you, you do make things. Yes. Yeah. I operate under Yucko toys. Okay. Maybe that's why I got. Yeah. Um, so okay. this is one of the things um, that I've recently been able to make something that kind of fits in the horror. Con- it's that's like not yours. you didn't do that. Yeah. For Berserker. So, yeah, I'm just into everything like, like, like Furbies, dude, Furbies, trolls, they're in that yeah. same echelon. So, oh, like, yeah. dude, that is that it is amazing. I saw that on your on your uh, on your Instagram, not the you said Yucko Toys, not yeah. on Yucko Toys, but but on uh, on the uh, Toys on Tap podcast. And, dude, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so good. Yeah, we um I'm jealous. <laughs> it, uh, uh yeah, I had the idea cuz I wanted to do a Furby art show. And so I hosted one at uh or I curated one that was hosted by Toy Du Jour. And I follow th- them and I've absolutely watched. Uh, yeah, I just I don't think yeah. I made the connection. So that's great. Yeah, and I, I think that like 
the cool part about the toy scene is it, it interconnects all of these things, right? Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. and there are people in the toy scene that if you don't know how to do any of it, they're people that I would send you to that can link you up to all of it. Like uh, sure. last, last Bastion studios, their thing is helping people create toys. So it's like, okay. yeah. So That's if you're awesome. like, man, I need to figure out how to create toys and I want to go factory made and run a Kickstarter and all these things. They're the yeah. people I would send That's you to. Yeah. Wow. And um, the scene is just so crazy. And so we left, not that I left resin behind because we still bring on resin artists, but we definitely left the the vibe of like, this is only for resin art. Yeah, that, that got left behind in like week two. Well, I, I don't know. And I, I maybe there's a certain uh you know uh, customer or collector that yeah. was maybe a little salty about that. But I feel like as someone who collects art in many forms, I appreciate the fact well and I the fact that I'm here right now talking Heck to you. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that you guys branched out a little bit. Yeah. So forty four weeks ago, you take the plunge into deciding to make for yourself. That is from going from I want to, like seeing your friend doing it and saying I want to get in on that to then taking the plunge yeah. and doing it. What yeah. what tossed you over? What like made made it a reality? Because then you got to do the whole learning process. Yeah. So um, my buddy basically being able to uh, answer those uh, few questions mm -hmm. um, that I had along the way, like how to make a backer where yeah. to get a blister you know uh you know i don't 3d print but he and he does but like you know there's you know th moving forward i there are uh, applications that i feel like i could totally benefit from getting like a, a 3d printer that i know that as soon as i do i'm going to be able to hit somebody up um mm -hmm. and uh yeah um i feel like that made it really easy also my my uh, tendency to just dive headfirst into things without Thursday night 7pm YouTube live it's Toys Alive Toys Alive Toys Alive there's way cool artist unboxing no accounts under a thousand followers what? art out there for 30 bucks or less collector spotlight Ooh, current upcoming shows and drops Drop. giveaways what? short chats with artists news from the hood <laughs> 100% indie, all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. Looking back at all and just kind of like putting all my eggs in one basket, like I, I do that with almost everything. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was just really easy for me to, because it's just my nature to just kind of decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I need to, if I'm going to, if this is going to be the thing, I have to go really hard. Yeah. Which... Yeah you went for it you did it yeah um and then how you you settled on swedish made which is awesome yeah. and then started doing logos i love when you can scroll down to the beginning of people's and their first post is their logo it's yeah, very logo. helpful for my brain to know like yeah. oh that's that's the starting that's, point that's the, yeah for sure for sure yeah that um i i feel like that the only reason or the main reason that happened is because of the fact that I do like I had had all these other businesses and mm -hmm. so as soon as that as soon as I had um I have a my one of my business partners his name is Vinny Malave he is like an amazing graphic designer he's the uh, the guy that helped me out with my logo and um 
when I when I hit him with the idea, he was like, "Oh yeah, dude! Like I think this is great." And as you know, as soon as he sent it to me, I'm like, "Oh, like I'm like itching to make the the Instagram and and yeah. you know and have stand have enough to be able to post or whatever." Um, but yeah, yeah, the um, I feel like the first bootleg that I did was uh, I think I called it Infingable Hulk. Yep, the green it one. Was, yeah, the green one, and it was a, it's basically just like if like you mashed up fang and incredible hulk together right it's like just very straightforward nothing yeah. nothing else to it at all and that was i feel like i went i went hard on that one first because i had no idea what the market was what i was going to be able to sell stuff at i think i got those uh those thing figures for like fifteen dollars a piece on mm -hmm. on on ebay which is like way too much money yeah. to be paying for like something that I'm <laughs> trying to turn a, a profit on. Right. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I like very quickly was like, okay, that was a mistake. Let's, uh, or not necessarily a mistake, but let's learn from this. Right. Moving yeah. forward. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, I, like I always do just kind of like dove in real hard on eBay and Alibaba and Amazon trying to find cheaper things that I could, kind yep. of switch up so like i did smelly tubbies is probably one of my favorite uh of my bootlegs it's in my opinion freaking the most hilarious yeah i watched it i was probably too old to be watching it but i did have two younger brothers that i'll, I'll scapegoat them and say it was their fault that i know yeah. all of the telly tubbies <laughs> names but um <laughs> they uh yeah so i you know i made it so they're all cracked out when they're holding a little smoking crack pipe they've got a bottle of jack Daniels yeah. in their hand there's vomit all over their chest they're, the screen is cracked on their belly like so it was um i feel like in the beginning i was like kind of shooting it for anything but then i decided i kind of wanted to hit stuff at a particular angle like i want to kind of mess with things that i liked as a kid yeah so First was Telly was the Smelly Tubbies, and then I think I want to say after that, or it could have been just before I did Hood Sharks, and that I'm yeah. also incredibly proud of. So you brought, yeah, I know you brought up Street Sharks a little bit earlier. Most of your listeners probably know exactly what they are from the the toys or the show or like the epic uh, commercial with Vin Diesel in it. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that one. It's pretty great, but um. Uh, again, just kind of like the smelly tubbies thing. I kind of wanted to to mess around with like more of like an adult or like a satirical version of the toy. So I call yeah. them hood sharks. They've all got gold teeth and gold chains, and they've got you know bricks and bottles of liquor. And, yeah. You know, as their as their accessories. So um, so those were a blast. And then, uh, you know, not too much after that. I know I mentioned earlier that one of my more popular bootlegs was uh it's called sloppy steaks now you're not i you know we'll 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 graze over this pretty quickly only because i feel like your your frame of reference might be slightly askew but i mm -hmm. guarantee you that a lot of the people that listen to this this podcast also have seen the show i think you should leave i'm probably giving this like way too much like uh <laughs> like airtime or whatever yeah it the show just did win an emmy but it's it's it dude it's such a funny show tim robinson created it he writes directs um and acts in most of the skits and it is just like 
and there's plenty of other bootleggers that um, make I think you should leave related stuff. Yeah. And so at, at first it was like, oh my, how am I going to try to find something that hasn't already been done? Um, and it's easy with with fodder like this show. It is like impossible to not come up with constant toy ideas to make. So um, I I did one event last year that was uh, it was an I think you should leave theme I think you should leave themed event. Okay. So it was people. I think they only sold like maybe a hundred or hundred and twenty tickets, but you had to pay to get into place. So it was like all the diehards were there. There was people that like flew from across the the u.s Unreal. to go to peoria illinois which yeah. is like in the middle of like nowhere to, to go to this event and it was like so reassuring that i had made a good choice to come like prepared with like four or five bootlegs because people loved him and mm. that that told that feeling i was i was telling you before when somebody buys your stuff and they really like it and they had this connection it's like it felt like it was like times 10 with this show because this is such a crazy niche show that only certain people have watched that like when people saw that when they would see my toys there was like they i knew that they were going to buy them yeah you know what i'm saying like and and it was that constant like oh my god this is the funniest thing i've ever seen and of course that made me feel amazing to hear and so i wanted to make more and i've now i think i've got like nine or ten that are uh, bootleg different bootlegs that are specifically themed towards different skits from that show that like, if I were to put them out at any ordinary show that I do or a toy show, people might laugh or giggle because it's like, they're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. But that person that comes by that's seen the show, it's that, that's who I make them for. And man, that's there. It's, it's fun. You need to watch the show. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. After yeah, this, yeah, yeah. after all yeah, this yeah. airtime, I'm for sure going to watch it. Um, for sure. And then you 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 have this great way of mixing nostalgia and mixing like things that people can connect with. I think right. um, where toys become tough or where people might not see sales or whatever is when they make something that has no connection to anyone. And yeah. that's a that's a tough way to go. But you're like tapping into these pieces and then you make a piece. Um, well, you made the uh, is it TMNC? Is that yeah, 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Crocodiles for uh, sure. Yeah, which I was... got all four, which I, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Thank um, for that, by the way, and they're they're over support. because I I still don't know fully how to like put up bootleg figures. They're sitting on easels in my office on the side. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but with that as well, then you popped out the disc golf guy. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Man. Yeah, because that doesn't connect with uh, a specific thing. It connects with you. Like you're living yeah. out in a piece. I made that. I made that for me, man. I I had that idea. I saw when I was going through eBay. I do. I mean, of course, you remember the uh, the the Jurassic yeah. Park toys. Um, it was uh, it was one of the the action figures from that. When I was like. That guy looks like he could be playing disc golf, and I really want to make a disc golf bootleg, and yep. I'm gonna do that. And specifically, it was my first time not just doing uh, 
a uh, the like a disc golf related thing, but I was really wanting to do the the accessories. Like that was my first delve into like that portion of like finding all these little things to put together into this one thing. That like if you've seen it or you like it, you're gonna appreciate every little yeah. thing that I put in the backpack. You know, the fact that I added a little towel, the fact that I put two putters inside the backpack. I added an apple. You know, most people that like to play disc golf, they like to drink. So I added a little can of beer. <laughs> I had a little Evian bottle of water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like it's it's those tiny little details that for for me, that's what I look for. If I'm gonna try to buy a, a cool toy, that's you know, so I'm, you know, that's what I go hard on. Yeah. Uh, you don't see that that often. Usually we're trying to make something that people are going to want and like. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. And I, that, that instantly is going to resonate with people and make them want to get it. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's rewarding on a different level yeah. to make a toy like that. Because again, when that rare person does come by that is really into that particular thing. You yep. almost know you almost know that they're gonna get it. And if they don't get it, they're gonna tell you how much they love it, which is again almost just as rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really is just as rewarding. Holy moly. Um, when you look over this and over the 44 weeks that you've been doing toys, um, what do you want to come out of this? Like what do you hope is next for you in making toys? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I feel like yeah, I've mentioned uh, like the notoriety and like the the recognition, mm -hmm. and I feel like, um, you know that that comes from I think wanting to to be a professional artist, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know anybody that does anything that's in the arts, I I feel like other than being able to pay your bills and support yourself, having that that recognition, it feels really really good. It's like I, hey man, I like I got there, right? And so, um. Yeah, I feel like I I love um you know the the super rare occasion where I go someplace when I'm not wearing any like one of my shirts that has my logo on it or I'm doing it you know and I have like a random person that comes up to me that has either seen my work or knows me from my store in Chicago like the I love that feeling and it's mm -hmm. like I, I part of what I feel like what I you know what I'm the reason why I do it is, is because I, I really do like I, the, the recognition that you get from doing really good work and setting yourself apart. Like, I don't know, you get, we get rewarded for being weird and, and, and having new ideas and you know what I'm saying? So I feel yeah. like hopefully I get, you know, that's, I, you know, online following is great and, and stuff like that. Right. But I feel like just the, uh, you know, that, that the recognition that comes from, from uh, making it is, you know, is great. Yeah, dude. So that would, that would be dope. Yeah. So incredible to have you on. So um, the last part of the podcast, like always, every artist gets the opportunity to plug everything that they've got going on, how we get to you, how we can invest in one of your businesses, all that stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is your time. Plug away, man. Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Swedish Made Toys. Um, you can buy things from me at SwedishMadeToys.com. Um, I would super duper appreciate you guys following my my store, the Horror House Shop. Um, we're like a, a small business in uh, close to downtown Chicago. Very horror centric stuff that. Um, 
yeah, I feel like a lot of your listeners would very much uh, jive with uh, with everything that we've got going on um, over there. So yeah, the Horror House Shop on Instagram and the horrorhouseshop.com on the internet, and then the Horror House Shop on on TikTok. So yeah, just uh, I feel like those, those that that covers the bases. Yeah.